It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. After a long time at sea, the Perlmans have returned. <laughs> We're only a little sunburnt. A little. A, a little bit. A little sunburnt and a little tired. 4,000 gallons of SPF 70 were used. So many levels of SPF. <laughs> Thick creams, <laughs> light sprays, yep. facial ones. We've been sitting under umbrellas. Oh, we bought a beard sunscreen for your beard. I know, and we that literally was literally got all of them. That was the only one that didn't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I got sunscreen in my eyes. I screamed like a little baby. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then we made T-shirts. We'll explain more <laughs> on this episode of Pearl Mania Five Hundred. <laughs> We're back. It's been a long time since I've heard his name. You with sound dust. louder than me. I sound louder than you. I mean, that's just general. That is general. Course, it's honestly. also how I lean into the mic. Oh yeah. Also, you know, it's just one of those things where men need to be heard. Oh god. Uh, women should be silent and demure. Oh yep. That's but, 
Yep. But a man that everyone just heard right there was his name was Dusk. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear. He's also super into trad wives. <laughs> he's super into them. Uh, and you can find out more about his music and all of his uh, fun stuff that he has via the link in our show notes. Woo-boo. And I always like to give him a big shout out. He does all the music on our show. We love it. Um, we are back from vacation. We're here. Yep. We're relaxed. Are we? I don't know. We got to get sand we're out of some- everything. We're somehow still married. Oh, God. Uh, barely. Barely. Ex- divorce is expensive. It is. And who has time? And th- you know what? Mm. Uh, because divorce is expensive, that's why we need to give a big shout out to... Hey, huh? <laughs> Let's meet our team leader. Yeah, we need the Patreon money before this, this uh, impending divorce. Impending divorce <laughs> is what we need Patreon money for. But we have 19 new Patreons oh, this week. Oh, hell yeah. Let's and, go. And I just want to say thank you to everyone once again for the Patreons because uh, you guys have been amazing. Um, it's just been... Literally, we were, we were at the beach house with our friends, and we were like explaining what the podcast was. And then a couple of your friends were like, "Yeah, we listen." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's weird." Yeah, <laughs> it's fun that my in-person friends know lore yeah. about the podcast that I don't remember. Yeah, that's very great. Funny. Uh, so let's go ahead and do our shout outs. Let me turn my microphone. Yeah, let me turn around. Come on, here to be the professional. Side. This is your job now. Okay, all right. Don't even get into that yet. <laughs> Up first, we have Jasmine Delk. Hey, hon. After that, we have Erica. Hey, hon. After that, we have the ghost of Boz Skaggs. I don't know who that ghost is, but I like it. You don't know Boz Skaggs? No. He was in the Steve Miller band. You've heard of Boz Skaggs I know song. who the Steve Miller band is. Yeah, yeah, but he was in the band, but then he also had his own solo stuff. Mm. I regularly listen to a lot of Boz Skaggs. Oh. Boz Skaggs falls underneath that like late 70s yacht rock type like, of feel. Is it like the difference between Wings and Beatles? Okay, we're not getting into this <laughs> anymore. After that, we have Rob's Revive. Hey, Rob. After that, we have Shag Nasty. Okay, that's pretty cool. Shag Nasty. Hey, hon. Yo, honestly, what? call me Shag if you're nasty. Oh, my God. I love it, dude. Shag Nasty. That's a good one. After that, we have Robin DeGraves. Hey, Robin. After that, we have Samuel Swihart. Oh, like uh, like uh, the guy from, uh, oh, what was that show? We were just talking about it. Were they in the casino town? Swidgen. Oh, Swidgen? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Deadwood. Deadwood, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> just swigging, swearingin, swearingin. Yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. It just reminded me. Of yeah, that. you've been you've been freaking up Deadwood. Do we need to I rewatch all of Deadwood? I love Deadwood so much. I know. And then the show just ended, and then they brought back, and they had like that movie that wasn't as good. Oh, no. Uh, after that, we have Mary Emma Guir. Hey, Mary. After that, we have Ariel Yanko. Hey, Ariel. I'm guessing it's Yanko, not Janko. Ooh, Janko At- jeans. That's J-N-C-O. I know it's J-A-N-K-O. Yeah, it's different. All right. After that, we have Megs. Megs. <laughs> What's up? After that, we have Pelicans are my favorite dinosaur. Yo, facts. It's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I like sure. that one. I got to click on the next one. Um, oh, right. it's just too long. That's okay. what she said. This next name is underscore, underscore, under underscore score underscore underscore i like people that want to torture you and that is fun yep i read all the underscores speaking of which the next one Uh uh-huh cunt underscore farts um that's the name k-u-n it could be kunt underscore k-h k-h Okay. I'm guessing Patreon was like, listen, you can't, you can't just straight up type in cunts. cunts. It's coons. You know what? Honestly, give it a try. If you want to join no. the Patreon, <laughs> join the Patreon, type cunt in. Let's uh, see how it works. Listen, 
I like a hard ten K. out of ten. Only works if you're Australian. Yeah, it really does, and that is Australian. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, that's three dollars yeah, Australian. Yeah, coots over here. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have Jub Jub on a hot rock. Jub Jub on a hot rock. I love that. That's such a good Hang name. On. We have so many good names. Yeah. Now this next name, I listen. I don't want to accuse anybody of joining twice. I feel like we've had this discussion though. It's either Andrea Rizzo mm-hmm. or Andrea Rizzo. How did I say Andrea? You say Andrea. Yeah, you say Andrea. I feel like I got an email saying I was right. You, yeah, I feel like I feel they maybe they joined and then rejoined. You know that happens. Yeah. It's fine. After that, we have Aragon. Aragon isn't that the guy from that movie? No, you're thinking Aragorn. Oh. Um, I I think Aragon was the dragon oh. from that kids book. I don't know that homeschool kid wrote. I don't know. It was really big when I worked at Borders Books, and I was like. Didn't a homeschool kid write this? And everyone's like, yeah, you're being weird towards homeschool kids. And I'm like, homeschool kids are being weird towards me. Um, After that, we have smiling, nodding, didn't get the joke. (laughs) That's a great name. Yo, facts. (laughs) That's a good one. You I hang that, around enough uh, stand-up fucking comedians, that becomes like honestly, you no, get it tattooed no, on your that, eyelids. That feels more like when I would when I worked in academia. There's a lot of inside professor jokes mm. about a very specific topic, and you go, Haha. yeah, uh-huh. and you're like, and you walk away, you're like, I don't want to fucking Google I that. I gotta get out of here. After that, we have Kaylee is sleepy. Kaylee, I understand. Let's yeah. take a nap. And this last one, mm. this last one's also from Australia, which is why it caught me off guard. Okay. Because their name is very important. Okay. And it's going to go into our next discussion. Okay. Glitch McConnell. Hey, hon. <laughs> Yo, where's the air horn on that one, yeah. baby? Baby, um, Glitch McConnell out here. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. That's an incredible name. It's crazy that an Australian, they, 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 they're sitting on Australia just like, man, your country's run by old people. Um, <laughs> that's what do you think it was run by bones? Yeah, somebody said our country's run by bones. It's <laughs> such, such a great fucking, line. Yeah. Such a great line. Um, so yeah, but I, we do, speaking of Glitch McConnell. Glitch McConnell. Not the, not the hey had a, We had a weird vacation week because of Glitch McConnell. Yeah, so I ended up at the Pennsylvania governor's mansion. Um, yeah, and but then, that has nothing to do with Glitch McConnell. No, it doesn't, but uh, as, no, it does. It actually do. Oh, it actually do? It actually do have okay. something to do with it. So I got invited to the governor's mansion. It was a thing. They were like, we want to talk to social media people people and see like how to get our messaging out and like talk about these different things and programs they're working on and i'm like i spent the whole time being like i don't know why i'm here mm-hmm. why is the governor of pennsylvania want me in the room um and then i just stole everything that wasn't nailed down that's true if it has if it had the seal on it he took it and it was like it was like you know like napkins you know i don't want you to admit to crimes towels but every you literally jars came back to honey. the vacation house and showed everyone all of your crimes yeah jars of honey <laughs> I didn't take anything that I thought was like, you know, prosecutable. <laughs> you have to, you have to <laughs> take about like seven hundred dollars worth of stuff, right? And then it becomes a crime. I think it's isn't it a, isn't it a hundred before it's before it's a felony. Oh yeah, it's like but I feel like it, if it's state property, it's different. But oh, anyway, no. it yeah. was just jars of honey and uh, well, they were they, they had they left those out. Yeah, they were like, yeah, here, you know, everybody can take a jar, take a jar of honey. And I was like, when they weren't looking, I was like, give me fucking seven jars. I was like, of oh, honey. This, that person didn't take their honey, and I just grabbed it and threw well, it in my bag. Well, the honey's cool because they had the bees there. Yeah, they have bees on the the property. Yeah, uh, in Pennsylvania, it's called the governor's residence. Some places call it the governor's mansion. Um, but at the residence, and here's the thing that caught me off guard: it was across the street from a gas station. Yeah, like legit. They got to keep them humble. Yeah, we really do. In Pennsylvania. Keep the governor humble. Yeah, the governor of Pennsylvania, don't get airs about yourself. Yeah. You're across the street from a Sunoco. Um, exactly. You can't give them that, like, uh, what's her name, Ronald DeSantis? 
you like can't give them that vibe of like you're important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't try to overthink this. You're not getting a cool commercial. Yeah, no. You're the governor of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Shut up and make coal. <laughs> yeah, you the governor of Pennsylvania. Who do you answer to? The Heinz and Hershey families, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're here. We're, we're run by condom. Big, big tasty cake. Yeah, we're run by condiments and coal. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Um, so anyway. That I, in uh, medical places. Like me- we have more hospitals per capita. Like we're mostly just medical workers. Oh, right? do we? Yeah, I think with Pittsburgh and Philly, you just have mostly medical hospitals and medical universities. Oh, yeah, because we're teaching That's a lot our of biggest, people. That's our biggest thing that we have yeah. to offer. And shale fracking. <laughs> Okay. We like to rip up our own ground to find just enough oil to force the Saudis to drop their barrel price. Just a little bit. Just a um, touch. So anyway, um, so I'm at this governor thing, and mm-hmm. my buddies text me in my group chat like, yo, Mitch McConnell had a stroke. And I was mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up. And then I'm like looking at it. watch. I'm watching the footage uh, like very low volume mm-hmm. while the governor's talking. The governor's like talking to to me. Yeah. And I'm watching Mitch McConnell have a stroke. Yeah. And then, like, as, like, the segment ended, you know, like, we're, we're like, there's a talk and stuff like this. And I just kind of like, leaned in. I was just, just to let you know, Mitch McConnell just had, like, a stroke on camera. And he was, like, watching a politician have to not react yeah. to the crazy. I was, like, I couldn't have done it. I would have been, like, yo! Yeah. So, anyway, I was really pumped about this. I left the residence. Um, and then I drove straight to Lancaster mm-hmm. on the way because I was going back to the beach. Yeah. And I stopped at an Arby's. <laughs> yeah. And I just kept watching the footage as I ate Arby's. Yeah. And then I, I shot a TikTok in my car. Yeah. And I said a line during it. Yeah. In the And some of you guys probably saw a TikTok. I said a line, ain't no sympathy in an Arby's parking lot. That's true. And the next morning, I woke up to uh, about a half dozen texts from friends of mine. Yeah. And thousands of comments. And messages. People inboxing us. Saying, please, for the for the love of God, make this a shirt. It's so, and it's very ironic because on the six month episode we talked about how you know the last made, shirt we made was paper. It was paper. It was famously bad. It yeah. was a cash grab. All this stuff. So this time, this time. So I'll say this because it was ahead. all me. Um, after reading all the emails, texts that we were all getting, and all that, I was like, okay, listen, this is what the people want. We're gonna give the people what they want. And so I did some research and I made sure that I picked a quality t-shirt, yep. a tri-blend cotton polyester, good quality, cost a little bit more money, mm-hmm. the whole deal. And so then I created the t- oh, I created the images and the t-shirt and all that stuff and then uh, got it live for Alex. And then we got a lot of feedback. People loved it. And then they wanted a tote yep. and a sticker. And so I was just like, yeah, sure. But it was funny because I was laughing at myself as I was like, at the beach house. Oh, I was also making latkes that day. Yeah, you were making latkes. <laughs> like you were making latkes and designing t-shirts. Yeah. And then like uploading them yeah. while our friends are like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're... We do weird things. Yeah. Um, But so uh, it was, I was having a personal giggle because I was like, literally we did an episode ago where I was just like, yo, I made the worst shirts. But this time I was like, I got to try. I can't yeah. go out into the world and not try this time. Yeah, that's why specifically as well, when I'm posted <laughs> about them, I kept saying high quality. <laughs> because I know that there's about, you know, a few thousand of you who heard us say, these shirts are garbage. <laughs> yeah, but we, it, yeah, it was. We tried really hard this time. Yeah, we, we went through, we went to a different level. That's why the shirts were more. 
but with that being said, there was such a reaction to them yeah. that I'm now working with a designer to make some stuff that is podcast based. Yeah, long term, not right now. Not we right have now. To really figure this out. But there is a couple. There's a couple key things that quite a few of you have especially messaged us on Patreon about. Like, hey, if you ever make merch, please have it be this thing or this thing. Yeah. I don't want to specifically I to say, them, but mostly I just want a shirt with a drunk elk on it that says alcoholic. I know you do. That's the personal yeah. thing I want. And we're going to, I'm working with the designer, but the other thing we're also working on is, is we're working on trying to find a new t-shirt vendor. Yeah. Cause we were using, was a Teespring. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Teespring doesn't have as many sizes as mm-hmm. people. They only go up to two XL, which I've discovered is, uh, does not cover a lot of people. No. A lot of people message me like, I really want to give you money, but, um, cause I love you and Arby's. Yeah. Uh, I need a four XL. It makes and, a lot of sense. And I was like, yeah, that, that tracks. People that love you would love Arby's. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. That's wait because I like you. Yeah. But I hate Arby's. No, you think you hate Arby's because you've been brainwashed by the media. Okay. Um. Speaking of the media, yeah, I did want to talk to you about some quick pop culture stuff. Okay. It should only be a couple minutes. Okay. Because I've been we you've been seeing it on on your TikToks and online. Okay. And I've been telling you just to scroll past because I'm just like, I don't know where this is gonna go, but I don't want you to like learn all kinds of things about it and then I can't do anything about it in the future. Okay. So, Ariana Grande blew up her whole life. Okay, yeah, no, I'm aware. Yeah, you're I'm aware, aware of that. Ariana Grande recently blew up her life for SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, no, I know that part. And there's a lot to it. And I'm not going to get into it. Okay. But I just have the funniest part of it that I have to tell you and show you a picture of. Okay. Because I've been waiting all week to show you this picture because I just wanted to make sure that I could get your live reaction. So, the guy who's played SpongeBob, that she broke yeah. up his marriage, broke up her marriage from for the, Broadway. the whole thing. Yeah, from yeah. Broadway. His name... Uh, Ethan Slater. This is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he looks like, you know, normal average dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks- uh, he's not like the handsomest man in the world. He just looks like a guy. He's not uh, Christopher Jamal Evans. No. You know? But uh, th- there's another guy, Ariana Grande's brother, Frankie Bradley. I mean, Frankie Grande. <laughs> Very popular. I'd rather Frankie Bradley is such I know, a better Fra- name. <laughs> This is a bar, right? I know. It's, 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 you like do comedy there sometimes. Yeah, I've done some. Um, yeah. This is a picture of Ethan next to a picture of Ariana Grande's brother. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't that make it all so much weirder? Uh, they got the same they eyebrows. They look the same. The they have the same, same eyes. Nose. Yep. They look the same. Oh, that's so creepy. I know. Okay. I know. Um, I just I'm needed on... to like break your brain a little bit because I've been reading all of this information uh, about Ariana Grande's blowing up, not just her life, another person's life. Yeah. And um, see, the thing is, is I because we did the we did make a video about it, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then some people were messaging like, "Oh, you know, I see she's gonna get the blame, you know, instead of the man." I'm like, "No, no, fuck the guy, fuck this guy, yeah, fuck SpongeBob." I mean, Ariana, stop fucking SpongeBob, but yeah. you know. Uh, as a people, we should all fuck SpongeBob. Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, no, wait, that's not how no, I want to say this. Stop. Okay, but yes, the dude should get hate. However, the Ariana now has a track record. Yeah, this is not. This isn't the first time. This isn't it's the like first the time. Yeah, it seems. And somebody put it like all together for me, and they yeah. were like went through like line by line, and I was like, uh oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not and then good. part of me is like, you know, she was married for two years. When you look at the timing of that, I'm like, that feels like a post-COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, you know, the world could be getting crazier. Oh, it looks like Joe Biden stabilized it. I guess I'm done with you. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of which, we can afford a divorce now. We can? Yeah. 
kidding. Oh, we're not getting a divorce. <laughs> I wish. Okay. Oh, what are you going to do? Me? Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm going to eat Sit pretzels. alone in a chair with a barrel of pretzels? Fucking. That's the only thing that you would do. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, But yeah, just that's all the things I think we wanted to do the intro about, right? Yeah, I guess that was Mrs. P's popcorn, uh, <laughs> Pop Culture Corner. And uh, I think I can hit this button, right? What is it? What is it? The no Nazi button? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. As long as like. I'm, I won't. Listen, I'll work really hard to not tie it together. So let okay. me just hit this. And that's a no Nazi guarantee. So for everybody out there, all, the, all of our listeners, for all of our patrons, for all of our fans, uh, sit down, buckle up. Yeah. I'm about to hit the bumper, and then we're going to come back with our topic, which is... I'm not telling you yet. Oh, God damn it. Pearl mania, Pearl mania, Pearl mania, Pearl mania. 500. Okay. Let's go. So I have no idea what this this is. Yeah. You've so not told what, me anything. Here's what happened. Okay. I fell down a weird little research hole, as one does. Because I found out a little piece of information, a little crumbly of information. About? And I was like, this is crazy. What do you mean? So then I started deep diving into that little crumb of information and went as back as I, far as I could to try to figure out what the hell was going on. So this topic, the very end of it, the very last thing we get to is going to be how I found out like that this exists. Okay. Well, m- why I felt the need to look into this. Okay. Okay. So let me just get started on introducing some characters. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. okay. So our first, our, our main guy, our first main dude, his name's Paul. Paul Chappis, C-H-A-P-P-U-I-S. So Chappus. Okay. Bragg, B-R-A-G-G. Paul Chappis Bragg. Do I yep. need to start taking notes? No. Okay. Now, Paul claims to have been born in 1881. In Fairfax County, Virginia, or Pinkle, Virginia. He changes it sometimes. But genealogical research indicates he was actually born in 1895, okay, in uh, Batesville, Indiana, okay. where his father was an editor, publisher, and printer of the Batesville Democratic Herald newspaper. Okay. Okay. Bragg grew up in D.C. with his parents, Robert um, Bragg, who was worked in the U.S. Civil Service position. Uh, at a U.S. printing office, okay? His mom, Carolyn, she was a stay-at-home mom. Yep. He had two brothers. I think I think stay-at-home mom was the only job she could have back then. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, so two brothers, two, mm-hmm. James and John. Also, okay. Paul, James, and John, just really trying hard with these names. Yeah. Um, they were like, give me every gospel. <laughs> so Bragg um, often claimed that his father was a splendid farmer. Whenever okay. he talks about him, his childhood, he would say, my dad was a splendid farmer. But as I just told you. Yeah, his dad worked. He worked for the civil service, for the printing office in D.C. Okay. Okay. Also, Bragg talks a lot about his siblings, all 16 of them. He says, you know, his father and mother were wonderful farmers and they had 16 children. But he only had two he brothers. He only had two brothers. John and James. Okay. John and James. John and James must have been like, what the fuck, dude? What the dude? fuck's going on? Did anyone ever make him rattle off all 16 brothers and <laughs> names. sisters' names? Names and birthdays. Yeah. What's their, what's their uh, astrological signs? All of them. Yep. 
Um, Bragg had claimed participation in both the 1901 London and 1912 St- uh, Stockholm Olympics. So he says he was in the Olympics. You know what? This is what's crazy. This is back at a time when you could just do that. You just lie about shit. You could lie about everything. It actually, it drives me crazy sometimes because I'll be reading an old biography mm-hmm. and they'll be like, and then the guy just left. And when he came back, he was like, ah, I fought a dragon. And everyone's like, oh my God, you fought a dragon? He's like, what? yeah. No questions asked. And and it's just nuts. And now it's like, you're like, oh, you know, no, I, no, listen, I, I just missed the payment. And they're like, this is going to follow you. Forever. Forever. We have digital codes you that we created. You didn't return your Comcast box in 1997. That's literally a problem I have. <laughs> you <laughs> so know this. I know. And it was 2006. So it's he, finally it's finally off my credit report. He claims that he was in two different Olympics, Stockholm and London. Okay. Um, as a member of the United States wrestling team. Now, the Encyclopedia of American Wrestling, published in 1988, uh, does not show any such person as a member either year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, in 1915, Bragg married Neva, I can't say the rest of her name, um, at St. Barnabas in New York City, and they moved to Indianapolis, where Bragg became an agent of the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. Okay. Okay. So he's, so according to him, mm-hmm. so he's a lying, if, if we go ahead and go with this whole, his, his created backstory. Yep. He is a professional, oh, to be an amateur Olympic wrestler. Mm-hmm who is from a large family of farmers mm-hmm. who in Virginia in Virginia who met his wife in New York mm-hmm. and is now an insurance agent in Indiana. Yes. Okay, that tracks. All right, go on, Mr. Bragg. Bragg returned to the East Coast and was employed by various YMCAs and school districts oh. as a physical and athletic director. He his last known position before moving to California was a football coach. For Connorsville High School in Connorsville, Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. All right. I don't even know um, where, I've never even heard of Connorsville. I don't even know where it is. In 1921, Bragg and his family, now including two young daughters, Polly and Lorraine, came to California. Where he claimed he had 16 daughters. <laughs> where Paul was again employed by the YMCA. Okay. They had a son, Robert, who uh, was born in Los Angeles in 1922. And in 1924, he was again a physical education teacher at a high school this time in Redondo Beach, California. I've heard of that. So I've heard of guy, a Redondo Beach. This guy's all over. He's traveling. He's doing stuff, but he's always, yeah. You know. You know what? I don't. Stuff. I don't trust a traveling gym teacher. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out there. That's that. I'm just. You know, there was. A, uh, he I travels remember, from town to town being yeah, a gym teacher. That's suspicious. You know, I remember when I was younger, I had uh, some of my friends had this dude who lived with them, and he was a bit older. Mm-hmm. And you know, we thought the guy was cool. Yeah. And I remember the one, my one friend's dad being like, "Never trust a man in his thirties who uh, has moved that often." Yeah. And I was like, "Shit!" And yep. I was like, "No, you don't know, man. Like people change." And I was like, "No, never trust Mm-mm. a man in his thirties who has moved that often." Nope. Because that man running from something. That man stole thousands of dollars from us. <laughs> running <laughs> so, from something. Yeah. So, in 1929. Yep. Uh, he published his first book as an author. Okay. It was called Cure Yourself. Wait, what are you doing? I'm pulling up a calculator because I okay. want to guess. Hold on, real estate. You see, you said, so it's 1929, mm-hmm. but he said he was born 1881. Mm-hmm. So he claims he's 48 years old. Yeah. But he was actually born in 1895. So he's, so he claims he's 48, but he's actually 35. Yes, he claims older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he... Authors this book called Cure Yourself. Okay. okay. Since bookstores and book departments and real, re, real retail stores 
are usually only accessible in more highly populated areas. Uh, Bragg started going on lecture tours to promote and sell his books. Okay. So they didn't have a Barnes and Noble back then. Yeah. You had to like get out there and really push your book. You know, that's how stand up started. Oh, really? Yeah. If you go back and look at, because that's what Mark Twain used to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times when these guys were selling their books, because again, you, you didn't have records in the same way, especially in the late 1800s, you really sold books. And so what you would do is you would do these book tours and it was supposed to be readings. Yeah. So Charles Dickens, Mark Twain, other guys would do these tours. Twain realized, hey, I could read, just read the book to them, or I could just basically do stand up for 45 minutes. <laughs> so he would just do. Are you telling me Mark Twain had a solid 45? He had like a solid 90. Whoa. Like Mark Twain would get up and clean fucking material? Beast. Clean? No. I mean, clean for now, we'd consider it clean. But like back then, he was just like, listen. You know, white people I row rafts like this. <laughs> Black people row rafts like we're like, whoa, Grambling. And he was like, Look at those ankles. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was a big part of it. So like that's kind of like what the early stand up tours were, and it was really to sell the books. And it was mm -hmm. also to let the audiences like know what your voice was. Mm -hmm. So that way you would learn how to read the books and like, you know, that way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's part of what he's doing. So he's basically he's basically doing like a like a little mini Joe Rogan. Uh, yep, sort of, okay. kind of. We're getting there. Okay. So in 1926, Paul Bragg became an entrepreneur in the health field. It's official. He's not a gym teacher anymore. He opened. Was he ever really a gym teacher? Nobody knows. There's no way to tell. <laughs> There's no way. I've been, I moved from a series of YMCA's across the country. Suspicious. Yeah. You don't want to. Real quick. Mm. I know I don't want to go too much of a rant. On okay. A little side okay. But I was thinking about this earlier, right? About small towns, mm -hmm. right? And like how they don't have. No, no. I, this is going to make sense. <laughs> Because like a guy like this, right? So when he w left Pennsylvania yeah. for California, I'm guessing he didn't make like a straight, you know, one week travel. There wasn't flights in the same way yeah. back then. I'm wondering if he traveled and like st like stopped at places for like a couple months. Yeah. Because I feel like back in the day when you got to places like Missouri and other things like that that have had such a drain of population. Mm hmm Part of it was because you used to have to actually travel. If you wanted to go to California, you had to physically travel across the land to get there, yeah. right? So you would travel and you would get to be like Branson, Missouri. You'd be like, this is pretty nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll just stay. I know we were talking about California, but honestly, what's the difference between here and Bakersfield? Oh, well. In reality, right? Mm -hmm. And so people would stay. But now we just fly over. Yep. And so all you have is just people leaving these towns. Yep. And then saying how great they were because they only remember them as a child. Mm -hmm. And then never going back. Never go back. Okay, that's enough. Um, so he's officially an entrepreneur. Okay, he opens his first establishment in Los Angeles called the Health Center of Los Angeles. Okay, in 1928, um, he opens a second one on South Hill Street, also in Los Angeles. This one's called the Bragg Health Center. Okay, um, to publicize these businesses, he wrote a weekly health column in the Los Angeles Times for about two years. Um, and they were called, he like called it the health notes. So just like in a newspaper, he would write a little article about yeah. health. Okay. Yeah. Um, 1929, uh, he went on a health lecture tour where he went to various, uh, cities. He rented a facility. He advertised heavily before he got there. Um, he gave a series of lectures, usually over a period of five to six consecutive evenings. His lectures were free. But he did charge a fee for a post-lecture private consultation. Smart. Okay. So the post-lecture private consultation costs $20. Okay. I looked it up. 
And with inflation, that is $449 in 2023. Gotcha. <laughs> so you had to pay yeah, to yeah, get yeah. this private consultation. Yo, this is kind of reminding me of somebody. Who? Somebody who did private consultations mm-hmm. for like over a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. who was recently dragged in front of the Texas Attorney General's office and mm-hmm. had to apologize for it. Yeah. This is very Britney Dawn. It's very Britney Dawn. <laughs> this is very Uh-oh, Britney Dawn. Okay. Uh-oh, Scadio, Britney Dawn. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, he's, so he's putting out free content yeah. for the masses, mm-hmm. but then being like, let me give you a private but consultation. But if you want that one-on-one feeling, yeah. it's going to cost you $449. Yeah. Um, or $20 in 19, whatever I said 30 it was. 30-something. 35. So. World War II has started, <laughs> I think. Or it's close. It's almost about to pop off. Yeah. And this dude's like, let me show you. So in 1930... Bragg was sued by the federal courts of San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry. In federal court in San Francisco by St. Louis Este. I cannot say this last name. It's E-S-T-E-S. Okay. Um, A Los Angeles area raw food health lecturer slash manufacturer charging copyright infringement stating... A 1929 publication of Bragg's book was a rearrangement of material in an earlier book on raw food written by uh, St. Louis. Wait. So St. Louis mm-hmm. is a raw food manufacturer? No, he's a, he writes books and health guides about okay. the raw food diet. Okay, cool. That makes more sense. Yeah. I was like, how you manufacture raw food shits raw. Like, that yeah. was my... I was confused. So You're not he, doing it right. He manufactures books mm-hmm. about raw food okay yeah. all right so he made a book he made a couple books he's actually when you go all the way back he is the guy who like invented the raw food diet which we already did an episode on. yes okay however i when i went back and looked at his information i did find one very funny little bump i don't want to like go too deep into this guy but in 1930 uh his ex-wife sued him for abandonment and took him to court for like abandonment abuse and all these other things yeah. because he was trying to marry a different woman, but she was in Mexico. So she sued him. And right when that filing happened is when he filed against our boy Bragg. <laughs> so oh, really? I think he needed money. Oh, he was like, he's like, I'm about to lose this. I'm one. about to lose this thing over here because I'm trying. I, I might have abandoned that lady in Mexico. Yeah. Also, maybe it was to keep the, put the one on top of the other in lawsuits. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's, you know, it's yeah. one of those things. This is how you, the top of SEO, search yep. engine optimization. Exactly. When you when you Google St. Louis, it better show up that I sued whoever this brag dickhead is. Not that I abandoned my wife. Not that I abandoned my abused, my abused wife in Mexico. So what did Bragg teach and promote in these books? Okay, this is important. This mm-hmm. is we're going to start getting into what he talked about at these speaking engagements and one-on-ones. And this is a no Nazis episode. I'm pretty sure. We're getting real close to I World know. War II. Listen. I, and you're talking about raw health I, food. No, I'm uh, really you, trying. Okay? You're really scaring me on I'm this. I'm really trying. Okay. So uh, Bragg advocated the use of deep breathing. All right. Fasting. Okay. Organic foods. Okay. Drinking distilled water. Okay. Fresh juicing. Yep. Exercise. Uh-huh. And many other techniques as methods of prolonging your lifespan. Okay. Bragg held... A lot of pseudoscientific views about dieting disease. Sounds right. He stated that tonsillitis is a result of people eating mucus-forming foods. And cancer is caused by gooey, slimy foods. 
Okay. Which that's an actual coat, gooey, slimy foods. And I was like, okra? What are we talking about here? Yeah, gooey, slimy. Gooey, slimy? Are you talking about a nice butter cake? Are you just talking about stuff that kids like? Because kids slimy? like kids like gooey, slimy. Like I'm trying to think of like if I ate a meal that was gooey, like what am I eating? Pudding. Pudding? I don't pudding know. gives you butt cancer. I don't think pudding is no. pudding is like gooey. That's gonna be a shirt. <laughs> Stop trying to make everything shirts. I'm making everything as a shirt now. Slimy pudding foods. Make gooey slimy. I wouldn't foods. eat a slimy food. I don't think. I think, but I mean, like, I mean, you have. Yeah, usually it's like, oh, I bit something and it's slimy. I'm like, oh my god, this must be this tomato is bad. Yeah, or this this turkey's been in the fridge a little too yeah, long. Yeah, we can't eat that lunch meat. And it's now a you have gooey, cancer. Slimy. And now you have cancer. Okay, so gooey slimy foods cause cancer, and that colds, the common colds, are caused by the consumptions of white bread and or ice cream. What? Yep. The common, common cold. <laughs> white bread. The or- one. The one that we definitely know is not caused. Like, even then, they were like, listen, we can't nail down the exact virus, but it's clearly mm. a virus. Yeah. Like, I sneeze, then she sneezes. We, we all, all sneeze. sneeze for ice cream. <laughs> oh, no! no! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, Bragg was, like, really against white bread and white flour. Okay. And he did sell substitutions for each <gasps> at his stores. Remember I told you about his stores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he sold his books. So, he was, he was, was he just anti-wheat or anti-white No, it was wheat? white bread. Okay. Okay, it was specifically white bread. He was a whole grain, whole brand type of guy. <laughs> this is, it just reminds me of Conan, Conan O'Brien show. They had a, they had a character called the Pimpbot 5000. Yep. And I just remember it was this really bad robot, but dressed like a 70s pimp. pimp. Yeah. And it would pull out a knife and go, I'll cut you white bread. And I just keep thinking that every day. Yeah. Be like, I'm against white bread. He's like, I'll fucking cut it. Yeah, listen. That's all I can think is. No white bread or ice cream out here for Mr. Bragg. Okay, listen. I understand white bread. That's fine. It doesn't really have that much of a taste. It's a kind of an empty bread It's in usually general. just a vehicle. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a vehicle for other things. Yeah, it's like a dry cracker. I wouldn't know. I, I haven't had it in over a decade. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, though, but ice cream? Anyone Wait, could... I need to take that back immediately. What? Because as we get further into this, I have had gluten-free white bread. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but what I want to say is, like, I understand someone who's like, white bread, gross. Yeah. I do not, under any circumstance, mm-hmm. understand someone who can come out hard against ice cream. It's if, unbelievable. Honestly, I'm mad at you now. You're mad at me? Yeah. Because I've been feeding you ice cream all week? No, no. <laughs> I'm mad at you because like we hit a no Nazis button and then you tell me there's a man who's against ice cream. That's as close to being a Nazi as fucking possible. I really don't think that's the correct... I, think, I, think I don't being think that's against, a correct alignment, I think sir. being against... Ice cream mm-hmm. is equivalent to the Holocaust. Okay. I feel like you're really being a lot right now. Yeah. And maybe making some false. Uh, what's it called? The word is escaping what, me. What's the word? Equ- oh, no. Equivalency? That's it. That's there the word. Go. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's not, let's not let's like keep going. I'm going to get off the me. tangent. So this also, man's against- ice cream is wonderful. I know. But- Even if you can't have dairy- Sorbets, yeah, any type of frozen dessert treat, and I, they make that soy. Uh, there's that one company that's like does the cashew milk ice cream, which is delicious. Yeah, there's the, every form of the ice cream is oh, delicious. All ice cream is valid, okay? Yeah. Um. So now there are medical experts, right? There's of course there's medical experts, fucking doctors. They fucking hate this dude. Of course They're they do. Openly criticizing him, and. In, He's like, you don't need vaccines. Just stop eating ice cream. So <laughs> the children, they, children are lining up like, give me a vaccine, dude. I want to eat ice cream all yeah, day. Please polio vaccine me, sir, so I can have ice cream. Um, the 
the experts would often criticize him as a food faddist and a promoter of quote quackery. So I mean, I guess we, we all we agree. We need to make we need to make quackery. We're gonna bring quackery back. Yeah, because I feel like it doesn't hit as hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're like that guy's a quack. You're like, eh. That dude promotes quackery. That sounds good. Yeah, I like that. Um, in 1931, the Bureau of Investigation from the American Medical Association (AMA) issued an article on Bragg stating that he was a food faddist and a sexual rejuvenator disbarred from the males. So the director of the AMA, the American Medical Association, his name was Arthur Cramp, called Bragg a charlatan in this letter. (gasps) A charlatan. He's a quack and a Mm -hmm. charlatan? Yeah. Now this goes into a second thing that's happening at the same time. Bragg is criticized for his involvement in mail order quackery. Again, this is all quotes. Mail order quackery. Oh, uh, because he'll happening. mail you shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. advertised a patent medicine that he called Glantex, which he said could make people feel 20 years younger. In 1930, after hearing of the postmaster general issued a fraud order against Bragg and his health center, um, now, so basically, the AMA and the Postmaster General got together and were like, you're mailing lies, okay? <laughs> you're selling quackery through the mail. We can't have this going on anymore. Okay. So they both come out separately but together to say, like, literally this man is quackery. And yeah. you need to stop ordering shit from him through the Listen, mail. Listen, if you, if you fuck up so bad, mm-hmm. if you're so evil mm-hmm. and so against ice cream, <laughs> that the mail and the doctors come out when the postman's like, listen, uh, mm. this is some, if I was delivering mail yeah. and I was like, just let you know, like everyone hates this dude yeah. as I hand it to you. <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah. By we the need way, that back for the internet. Cause the internet now you can just say what the fuck. No ever. one calls people quacks. It's not even called people quacks. Like they legit were like, how do we pass a law to stop? this?" Also, idiot? like I have to say as someone who has, uh, done work when it comes to like working with different uh, like t- police forces right yeah the postmaster general police force they are to be taken seriously oh yeah, yeah. they, they got... are to be taken fucking seriously mail cops were like the first cops yo mail cops like when you're filing that paperwork they fucking go hard dude don't commit mail crimes trust and believe you, you can ignore a state trooper all day. They're not doing any paperwork. Yeah, yeah. The postmaster general dudes, they're fucking doing some paperwork, dude. They're oh, going to yeah. find you. So anyway, um, after all this happens, he starts advertising himself as Paul Chapeau. Chapeau. I can't say the name. But he starts using his uh, middle he last name. He stops using Bragg? Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in 1932. This is where his 14 other brothers show up from. <laughs> 1932, 10 dozen packages of Bragg's Okay, lax. Now that's the name of the the thing he's selling. Okay, la- dash lax. Okay, so he's selling a laxative. Mm-hmm. Ten dozen packages of Bragg's Okay Lax were seized. The product was misbranded with false and fraudulent curative effects. Bragg advertised Okay Lax as a miracle substance that cleanses the intestines and cures asthma, excessive mucus, and diabetes. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. You're going to shit yourself out of asthma? Yep. Because the mucus in your colon is causing your asthma. But that's, those are different systems. <sighs> your lungs are up top. Your colon's down bottom. Stop. People don't know this. I know, but that's just like, okay. 
An analysis Wait. of a sample by the United States Department of Agriculture revealed that the product was made from ground leaves, bark, roots, fruit, and the laxative drug. In 1933, Wait, February, the Department of Agriculture is involved now? Yeah, every, they're getting involved. <laughs> Literally every department in America is like, listen, we got to stop this now. <laughs> this is... This is... It's the highway... Just, oh, wait, the highway department doesn't exist yet. Yeah, not yet. But they will be formed to stop Bragg. To stop this man from driving products down... Uh, Jesus. The streets. Okay. Um, so wait, governments used to actually stop people like this? Or at least attempt to? They would try. Oh my God. But then... Oh, the, pardon the me. The internet showed I know, up. No, it wasn't the internet. It was actually Ronald Reagan. Okay. Uh, we can. I could do a whole episode about the deregulation of supplements. Oh, okay. And the, it all correlates to the rise of MLMs and pills and all that stuff. And it's all Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Because they changed the laws on how you label supplements. So this is them trying desperately in 1932 to be like, okay, lax, there's no medical proof. It's quackery. Yeah, it's bullshit. Don't use this. Yeah. But then this they man's ch- just trying to take your money and they you're going to shit too much. They change the laws so that like, if you buy vitamins at CVS yeah. in the vitamin aisle, they can say like, will help with energy but they can't say will cure this or will fix this okay and so like those subtle differences are what allow these different companies to shill pills and stuff weasel words Mm -hmm. yeah okay so uh february 1933 the court ordered the packages to be destroyed by the united states marshals (laughs) yo the u.s marshals are burning your poop juice (laughs) yeah your poop pills (laughs) yeah sorry dude Oh, okay. I like the I like to picture it as a juice. Yeah, I think it's, it's better. The okay, as a lax juice. is a juice in a yeah. little jar. Yeah, I don't care. And you'd be like, oh, guys, now you're peddling disinformation. Fuck mm-hmm. you. It's poop juice. It sounds better than poop pills. Yeah. In March 1935, um, officials arrested and charged Bragg with practicing healing art without a license. He was fined one hundred dollars. What? Mm-hmm. You could you can arrest people for that? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing that now? Yeah, I don't know why we're not arresting chiropractors. Oh my god. Who claim to be doctors. There's so many Wait, so okay, so the cops are arrest Okay, go ahead. So yeah, DC officials arrest him. He's fined $100. I'm so mad. And like, okay, so if $20 is $449, yep. $100 is uh like, that times uh, 5, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Math. Okay. Yeah. Um brag was known to have misbranded his food products that he sold in his stores with false health claims. His products were investigated by the FDA, the Food Drug Administration, and the Federal Trade Commission. He advertised Bragg's grass tablets, grasses in like on your lawn, yeah, as being rich in vitamin A, promoting health and preventing sickness. In October 1941, Bragg agreed to not publish any further health claims about the grass product. The FDA reported in 1967 that Bragg's papaya tablets and other dietary tablets contained false and misleading therapeutic claims and lacked adequate directions for the use and the purpose attended. So again, this is when the FDA has teeth. It doesn't have teeth anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FDA has no teeth. But so they're like, no, you can't sell these grass tablets or this papaya tablets and say they're going to do He's literally selling people grass from their lawn. Ground, yeah, ground up grass tablets. Yeah, and he's like, eat this and then you won't get sick. Yeah. Eat grass, the thing dogs choose to vomit. Mm-hmm. Eat, eat that and it'll you'll be fine. You, it'll make you get rid of bad because, things. Because it's in a pill now. Mm-hmm. I put it in an easy to swallow pill. Okay. Okay. Uh, this next sentence. Bragg was also at... Uh, <laughs> Anti-vaccinationists. God damn it. Who argued that vaccines are deadly and recommended that people not take them. 
I fucking I, I mean we that was pretty obvious. Yeah, it was gonna happen. That was pretty obvious. Well, once you start doing the okay lax and the grass pills, yeah, you're gonna get right to anti-vax. Yeah, I feel like this guy's speed running. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is speed running a lot of um, okay, yeah. a so, lot of grifters. So Bragg's wife left him. Well, no shit. Took the kids. Okay. Married another guy. Moved to like Indiana or some shit. Indiana. Like move far away from California. Yeah, I know. It's okay. just that it was a crazy place to choose. <laughs> it's, um, he then married an administrative assistant at his company. So I think that really it it really Maybe. Ariana Grande's the tale of wow. what happened here. You know what I mean? There's an administrative assistant at the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, their marriage lasted two years and then she divorced him. <laughs> so he never got remarried after that. Oh, uh, but the grass is always greener in his pills. Oh, there it is. So he fully starts a food manufacturing company. So like, again, he is making these things on a pretty small scale. But at this point, he creates a huge manufacturing company called Live Food Products Incorporated. Oh, for a second, I think you said Live Foods. L-I-E. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Live Food. That'd be food. fun. They can't, you can't be that honest when yeah, you grift no, them. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, later, it would be renamed to Bragg Live Foods Incorporated. Okay. Uh, was also, uh, subsequently, they relocated all of them to the Desert Hot Springs, California. So they just move around to a, find a better, cheaper rent, no doubt. Um. Bragg was an inspiration and personal health and fitness advisor to several Olympic athletes. Murray Rose, Betty Cuthbert of Australia, his relative, Don Bragg, who was a pole vaulter. And Allegedly. Others. Hold on. Oh, that's wrong oh. button. Allegedly. I don't trust any Bragg claiming to be an Bragg Olympian. Bragg claiming. Okay. No, I don't, I don't care if there's footage. I don't care if you no. got a ticket no. of their flight to the Olympics. No. If a Bragg says that they were in the Olympics, mm-hmm. doubt. Hit that doubt button. Okay, so um, what was I thinking? Okay, so also, guess who was a big fan of Bragg? Best Bros, Jack Lalane. Oh, Remember Jack yeah, Lalane? yeah, yeah, the workout the TV guy, TV fitness guy. Yeah, he said that Bragg saved his life at the age of fifteen when he attended Bragg, uh, one of Bragg's uh, lectures. Okay, so him and Jack Lalane have been friendly and together working for Jack Lalane's health since he was fifteen. Okay. Now, Bragg has also claimed... Real, real quick, go ahead. real quick. With Jack LaLanne. Jack, for those of you guys who don't know, Jack basically created the modern uh, fitness movement. Mm-hmm. He is an incredibly important man in the fitness movement in general. He taught people how to do basic exercises, and that needs to be stressed. Yeah. LaLanne, like many things involved in fitness, there's always that edge of where we don't understand the science yet and yeah. we will fall a lot of times for old wives tales or for grifters like this. Mm-hmm. But Lelaine actually did a lot of good in the world. Yeah. He would just teach people real basic things like workouts on how to do around the house. He did a lot of it through television. He was television. big in the calisthenics, I remember. Yes. Calisthenics at home. Yeah. Because like, like my grandma did Jack Lelaine workouts. Yes. Because you could just do them in your living room which is like calisthenics. Yeah, I remember seeing videos of him showing people how to do tricep dips on a chair. Yeah. And he was like, you can just do a couple of these a day and that, yeah. that'll like, because part of it also was how as America at that time was moving from a very physically active lifestyle mm-hmm. with low calorie intake Yep. because- we did literally didn't have enough food to a very high calorie intake, more sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. You think of your office job versus being a farmer. Yeah. And thinking about have, thinking about being able to go to a grocery store, a supermarket versus I've already experienced this. I know. I'm talking. I went from the city life where I got to walk everywhere 
and just walk, 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 run around, ride my bike everywhere. And then I moved out here to the burbs and everybody drives everywhere. It's not a sidewalk for miles. Yeah. And now both of us have big old thick butts. <laughs> Listen, everybody out in the suburbs, everybody out here got wide hips. All right. And it's all from their oh, big old SUVs. Geez. Okay. And it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's the way we've set up our lifestyle out yeah. here and we're all aware of it. And Jack LaLanne was like, all right, maybe you guys do some tricep dips, maybe some knee lifts. Yeah. You don't even have to buy, you don't, you don't have to buy weights. No. And he was like, please, body weight. yeah, he was like, please walk 20 minutes please a day. Just take a walk. Just please take, take a, walk. a walk. That was Jack LaLanne, just for the people who know. Okay. So Bragg also claims to have had advanced scientific degrees in a newspaper and magazine interviews, right? Okay. In 1975, there was a People article about him. Um, there is no documentation that that says that any of this is true. The highest attended academic grade for him is listed in like um, the books of where he was a child uh, as H1, which would be one year of high school, okay? No books authored by Bragg refer to any specific educational accomplishments, but a 1977 publication he co-authored um, titled The Shocking Truth About Water amends the titles to have ND and PhD behind his name. Uh, although in earlier booklets he published under only his name and prior to his death. So he claims to have a PhD and an ND is like a natural a natural natural, natural doctor? doctor. Yeah, something like a those natural na- doctorate. Naturopathic doctor. Oh, mm-hmm. some bullshit. BS. Okay. So he claims to have both of these. He has never provided proof that he has either any yeah. of them. Okay. Any certification. Well, you know, he does think ice cream causes cancer. Um, so, you know, fucking fuck this guy. I got great news. What? The next line I have, Bragg died of a heart attack. <laughs> Woo! Bragg died of a heart attack in an emergency room in Miami, Florida. Um, he was living it back and forth in America and Hawaii. So he has, a, the, according to his daughter, Patricia... He had a surfing accident in Hawaii that changed um, his body composition because it was like so bad that that's what brought in the heart attack. Okay. What year did he die? 1976. Okay. Are you doing some math on how old he is here? Okay. Hold on. Yeah. I want to just know it's 1976 minus 1881. Oh, that's the wrong button. He's trying to do math. All right. So if he was born in 1881, he was 95 years old. Yeah. Surfing. Okay. Yeah. So, but he was probably 81. Yeah, still surfing, though. Yeah, 81 and surfing. I mean, but you know. He probably wasn't surfing. I'm going to just say that out loud. You know who else is 81 years old? Who? Mitch McConnell. Oh, shit. He ain't surfing. No. Okay, so, yeah, he died. Also, just having a stroke on camera. Just has a heart attack. And daughter says, you know, it wasn't just a regular heart attack. It was because of the surfing incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is a good place to take a little break. Oh, okay. We're yeah, going to take, take a little, little break, break here. here. And we're back. Yep. So Bragg is dead. I'm still, I still don't know what this topic's even about. I know. It's I'm doing really, this on purpose. I know. It's really fucking with me. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait okay, but, but real quick. I do want to say, it's so funny. Um, I do want to say I've been, you know, I, we've been plugging in on a bunch of the shows. Mm-hmm. I have my stand up coming up, but yeah. I've, I've been doing more stand up. Yep. And, uh, you know, as we said, we talked about the t-shirts and all that different stuff. 
Um, I, while the Helium show is September 23rd in Philadelphia. 4.30. At 4.30 p.m. Oh, we're going to be there. Yep. And we're going to be home by bed, in bed, yep. by a reasonable hour. The tickets are actually starting to get closer and closer to, to sell out. Yeah. So we're actually, look like, we're it's looking really, really if good. If you want to come to the show, buy a ticket now, because they are literally selling fast. Yeah, and also, if you do, you know, you can follow the link in the... Uh, episode description. Mm-hmm. Please follow that link. If you Google my name, oh yeah, the fake link came up. Yeah, there's there are reseller t- websites. Mm-hmm. The ticket should not cost you more than twenty two dollars. Yeah, there I is a thirty dollars twenties. Yeah, no, it's a twenty two dollar ticket. There mm-hmm. are thirty dollar reserve seats. That just means they're at the front row. Mm-hmm. Everything else is twenty two dollars. Yeah. Uh, someone messaged us and was like, "Why are your tickets one hundred and fifty dollars?" We're like, uh, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So I googled myself. Mm-hmm. To find what they were talking about, and there are resellers currently reselling my tickets. Yeah, so don't just Do make not, sure you're looking right on Helium's website. Yes, so follow the link directly mm-hmm. through, or else you'll fall for a mail scam run by this brag gentleman who died by a surfing accident in the <laughs> 70s at 81 years old. Yeah, while claiming he was 95. Mm-hmm. Honestly, 81, 95, literally couldn't tell you the difference. <laughs> I would just be like, to me, they're the same age. So now, here's the thing. <laughs> they keep getting older and I keep oh, staying young. Oh, my God. You're old. Because okay. my name's Bragg and I don't eat ice cream. <laughs> I just eat grass pills. It should have ended right there, honestly. I know. Anyone who comes out against ice cream, fuck you. We're done, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't need any more information from this man. He believes that ice cream is made of the devil's milk. No. Eat shit. I want to. What was? I want to get that. He's probably uh, just lactose intolerant. I, he's probably just lactose intolerant, which is fine. Lots of people are just take a yeah. pill or get non dairy. Well, they didn't ice have cream. the they didn't have the pill back then. Number one, but number two, that's your problem. If you see everybody else in the world enjoying ice cream and it makes you a little farty, it does not mean just fart, that everyone God. else can't enjoy ice cream. Yeah, I I don't get to eat pizza, and you don't see me being all sad all the time about it. All right, keep I'm going. Pretty your sad story. You're, you're like all the time. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Like I just said before the break, is that his daughter Patricia um, said that he had a heart attack, right? Yeah. Okay. So Patricia, let's talk about Patricia. Patricia Bragg, his daughter. Okay. When she talks, you know, again, they're always talking to like magazines and stuff because they're promoting these books and stuff and their pills and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And the magazines they're talking to, you said it's like People magazine. Yeah, it's and they've gotten some big names, but but it's it doesn't sound like they. But they're also putting out newsletters and stuff. Yeah, I'm saying, but these are more lifestyle magazines. Yes, this that. feels more of the goop. Health. The goopy. The, yes. Yeah, this is the goop of Gwyneth the world. Gwyneth Paltrow before Gwyneth Paltrow stuff. Yeah. Okay, so Patricia often talks about the history of her and her father so like she'll be like i remember when i was three old three years old and me and my father did this or you know my father paul bragg or my father and i like she just always is like talking about that stuff w- yeah. about her relationship with her father yeah um paul um so the thing is well it sounds like paul a lot of this was based on his personality mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like again you have to be pretty charismatic to convince me that ice cream is evil mm-hmm. no one's done it yet no one it's it's it has not happened to me so far yeah so here's the thing um patricia bragg yeah is actually paul bragg's uh former daughter-in-law um okay. she had been married to robert the one son Okay. And they got divorced. Wait, so so she's not even his daughter? No. 
She's his former daughter-in-law. But she says that she's his daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everyone... All right. Okay. Um, Patricia was born Patricia Pendleton in Oakland, California. This is just a, this is just a series of liars. She went to high school in California. She d- went to Berkeley for two years. Okay. And... Um, didn't didn't graduate, but she claims she got a bachelor's degree in biochemistry. There's no proof that ever happened. Okay. Um, in 1952, Patricia and Robert got married. Um, the marriage didn't last long, and they like like it only lasted like four years. The marriage, and they divorced after okay. four years. In the 50s. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, in an interview, a reporter, knowing this fact, had said, "Hey, wasn't Paul your father-in-law?" And she's like, yeah, but he adopted me at 28 years old. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, she was 26. And so the reporter actually said, he, he legally adopted you? You were 26 at the time of the divorce. And she said, yes, he legally adopted me. But um, just to be clear, she, when she talks about it, she's like, when I was three, my father and I did this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is insanity. She just, she's just papering over everything. Yeah, so, you know, Adult adoptions are legal in California. I looked yep. it up. But also no one has found public records stating that that ever happened. Yeah, because there would be a document somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then anybody that kind of asks her to dig deeper into this adoption situation, um, she said it was just so many years ago and it's her private life and she wants to keep her private life private. Bullshit. You know? She's a liar. She's just a liar. Is she mm. alive? Yeah. She's still alive? Yeah. Okay. Allegedly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Paul, back to dead Paul. Yeah, dead boy Paul. Paul. Now, he, before he passed away, he signed a will and okay. his, uh, you know, wrote his will on his estate. Um, and the will probated in California. He bequeathed $2,500 to each of his biological daughters. Each daughter got 2500 bucks. It's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Um he completely cut his biological son out. Robert, nothing. Zero. Okay. Um, he specifically left nothing to any siblings or grandchildren from the family. Um, and then Patricia was the sole beneficiary of Paul's entire estate, which is worth millions at this point. Really? Mm-hmm. He left everything to Patricia. Okay. The ex-daughter-in-law. Okay. Divorced. Wait, hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking through some stuff. Right? Okay. So Paul and his wife got divorced. Mm-hmm. That was in like the 40s. Oh, I don't want to. 40s or 50s, five. right? Yeah, it was back there. Yeah. Okay, it's back there. And mm-hmm. then Paul married his assistant, mm-hmm. and the assistant divorced him immediately. Immediately. And then you said they never got married. Never got again. married again. And then his mm-hmm. son's wife divorces his his wife. Yep. And then, then this this ex wife of his son mm-hmm. inherits everything. Mm-hmm. And then after he dies, she runs around and says that he was her daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Just wanted to lay that. I just wanted to lay those facts in that order out there. <laughs> Suspicious. I just you know it was yeah. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Yeah. So Patricia also claims um, that she is the youngest woman to be ever granted a U.S. patent. That's that we know for a fact that's not true. So I looked it up. Yep. And she does have a patent. She did. She patented a very specific douching device. (laughs) 
It is a uh, douching device. Is it's a new a or, wild looking thing? When you look up the, you can go is it, to. It, is this like looking up one of those better mouse traps where it's it's yeah? You're like okay, well first thing it's yeah. like a stomp rocket there's a from spring, back. Spring. The there's tubes. It's a whole thing. But it just reminds. I just picture a stomp. Remember stomp rockets? Yeah. I just picture one of those, except you just aim it at your butt. <laughs> tubes. I just know there was a lot of tubes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she invented uh, or got a patent for a very specific type of douching advice meant to help with anal douching. Okay. Which was, again, supposed to clear the mucus, help cure your cancer. A lot of people have a stuff. lot of mucus in their assholes, A lot of huh? mucus in your butts, y'all. I don't, know why they, I don't know why the entire Bragg family is uh, sneezing out of their butts. <laughs> Maybe they should have some fucking ice cream and calm down. Um, the patent was issued in 1957 when Patricia was 28 years old. That does it. That's so old. For However, a Mary Phelps Jacob, later known uh, as Crosby, patented the Brazier in 1914 at the age 23. She is the youngest person, female, that has ever. And she got invented a the bra? She invented the bra. She invented the fucking bra. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. I haven't heard of the complicated douche nozzle. <laughs> but also, I feel like there's. There, okay. There's got to be like somebody out there who also has created a patent or has been involved in a patent who was a kid who was like, oh, yeah, I invented the hula hoop or whatever. Like, it's just like a load of shit. Also, patents, you can patent anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean this is a good idea. Yeah. It just means it's an idea, and the government is acknowledging you had this idea on a certain date. It's all a patent really is. Okay. True. So here's the thing. This is where you're probably going to be start to maybe realize what's going on here a little bit more. So Patricia is actually a very astute businesswoman. Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring she, as much. Um, was able to take the Bragg's name and really get it out there. Okay. She really grows the brand. Which is why it was important that she was his daughter and not yeah. his daughter-in-law. Exactly. I mean, I understand. It's, it's I get what the, she's doing for the brand. For the lore and the branding. Yeah, yeah. So hashtag for the brand. We for, get it. Hashtag for the brand. Yeah, yeah, So she really starts pushing um, the Bragg's company, and it becomes a household name, and... There's a lot of information out there about the health sciences that Bragg's that Mr. Paul talked about, and yeah. she's just reinforcing it, rebranding it, reselling yeah, it. Yeah, she's changing it from Mr. So Paul. So I have a a suspicious bag that's been sitting next. It's been to me sitting this entire, here this entire time because I have things from our house that are what we're talking about. What? Yes. Let me pull out my suspicious bag. Yeah, you have a very large a paper bag. bag. Okay. Okay. I have a bottle of Bragg's apple cider vinegar in front of me and Bragg's, uh, what I always call nooch, but is actually nutritional yeast seasoning. And we have aminos in the fridge too. Okay. So Bragg's apple cider vinegar is like considered the best apple cider vinegar. It usually has like a little f- stuff at the bottom. That's the mother yeah, of the fermentation. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is, so this is apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. that was made by a man who believed that ice cream is evil. Because ice cream's evil and apple cider vinegar, he has multiple books published about how apple cider vinegar will heal your body. You'll lose weight. It'll clean your gut. It'll lower the instance of cancer, all of that kind of stuff. If you drink a shot of apple cider every day with water, it will change your life. Oh, wow. It actually says that here on the side. What's it say? It says Bragg's organic apple cider vinegar is made from organically grown apples and contains the, quote, mother mm-hmm. home or organic acids and enzymes 
Perfect taken two to three times daily. Directions, mix one tablespoon with eight ounces of filtered or sparkling water Mm -hmm. for your daily dose of wellness. Yep. Um, Add it to your favorite smoothie or drink. Mix it into homemade salad dressings and sausages. So I'll say the reason I have apple cider vinegar, Bragg specifically, is because it's just always the one that's there. Yep. And I like apple cider vinegar as a salad dressing or... It's very good when you're making homemade white bread, which is so funny. When you make homemade white bread, adding like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar gives it a really good bright taste. Okay. And so whenever I make bread, I always use a little bit of apple cider vinegar. What's also funny though is that the label on both of them and the design of them, are mm-hmm. they have that 70s label yeah, feel to them. Very much. If it wasn't for the USDA organic and the non-GMO verified sticker, mm-hmm. you would think that this bottle is from at late, at late, as late as the 80s. Yeah. Now, I want to give you the Nooch bottle. Again, okay. nutritional yeast is something that I do love so much. Okay. It's like, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It just tastes like cheese. So you can like put it on popcorn and stuff. Okay. Um, a lot of vegans use this to make cheese. So our friend, Miss Rachel, yep. she uses Nooch like this to make things taste cheesy. Okay. Um, but I want you to look at the top of the label. There's Paul and his daughter, Patricia. And you can see listed, they have their PhDs listed. Oh, yeah. I see on the, the N.D. and PhD. Which neither of them have. And it says for the Patricia, pioneer health crusader, mm-hmm. health educator, author yep and under paul it says originator of health stores Mm -hmm. life extension specialist yep now here's what's really weird is if if i saw this yep right and i just saw just this picture i would assume that they were married yep and the same age Mm -hmm. because it's him probably in his I don't know. This is olden time, so it's probably his like mid sixties, which is like modern day eighty. Yeah, and and then she looks just old, and yeah. she's like she's she's really leaning into the old lady like dressing. Yeah, and yeah, that's really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But this is his son's wife. Yeah. What, that what else do you say on the label? Three John. T- oh, Jesus fish. There's a Jesus fish on the label. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what? <laughs> I'm what? just pointing it out. Yeah, why are you hitting me with that? Well, it's there. Well, there's We're so many. We're looking at the label. Yeah, what? Well, I, I don't <laughs> like where that's going. I don't. Also, you can order the health recipe book for sixteen ninety five through the mail. Yep. They're still doing the mail. They're still in the mail. They're still in the mail. Patricia got. I them thought back the, the Braggs were out of the goddamn mail. No, Patricia got them back in the mail. Okay, so. This is what we've been talking about the whole time. This whole time. Apple cider vinegar. This is the base of their entire this is their multinational empire. empire. It's this apple cider vinegar. Okay. You don't know about it, but like everybody that has ever been touched by diet culture knows about this shit. Okay. Because it's been promoted as a diet, like a way to like lose weight or detox yep. or like, oh, do you have a hangover? So what you're to- saying is if we made apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. if we sold... Pearlmania apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And then we just write no bullshit. Just apple cider vinegar, y'all. Just apple cider vinegar. It's really good on salad dressing. Oh, how about this? How about this? Not racist apple cider. I'm assuming there's racism coming up. I mean... I feel like... I'm going to say, like, listen, do you like apples in a salad with greens and roasted walnuts and cranberries? Yeah. Make a nice dressing with apple cider vinegar. That's what I do. It tastes delicious. Yeah. But I'm not drinking it in water. Gross. No, that's fucking weird. Okay. I kind of want to try also, it now. Also, when I um, looked up the the douche she invented, the yeah. butt douche, 
she promoted it as an apple cider vinegar douche. Shut the fuck! I'm not putting yeah. vinegar up my she, my, my it was, ass. It was a fifty fifty of water, distilled water, and apple cider vinegar that she would have you do an enema of to clear out the mucus out of your uh, anal glands. What is with these people and fuck it? Yo, why is it, by the way, why mm-hmm. is it they always end up with douching? I don't know. They got, just want to get in them butts. They really do. Like they all, like, cause you know, when we talk about um, the guy who made the graham crackers, all that mm-hmm. stuff, all of them, they were just upset. I think all of them had hemorrhoids. Yep. And they were like, if I could get rid of these hemorrhoids. Just get a bidet, y'all. It, I would literally be living in heaven. Just get a bidet. Just get a bidet. Let me get a tushy affiliate code and I'm going to sell you all bidet. Yeah. So now I'm going to read you some more things that Patricia has said about herself. Patricia has said, and this is quotes, I was nutritionist to Steve Jobs. He started reading the Bragg Health books when he was in high school. In 2003, doctors told him he was dying. His wife called and said, oh, Patricia, gosh, he won't go to work or every, anything. It's just terrible. We want to fly you up right away. And by golly, I spent three hours with Steve. He told me, what would you do if the doctors were to tell you this? And then she said, no doctors can tell me when I'm going to die. My body is a miracle and you're going to get with it, Steve. And guess what? He had almost eight more years. And in that time, he invented the iPad and came out with the iPhone. He didn't. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. That's fine. If you're about to tell me this lady is the one who killed Steve Jobs, <laughs> is that what you're telling me right now? This is the lady that killed Steve Jobs? That would actually give me joy. I now like her. You just face-turned the brags for me. She killed Steve Jobs? She's the one who convinced him not to go do real medicine? So I She just... said, drink apple cider vinegar with your fucking cancer? This is the lady? This is the fucking... Yes! <laughs> Yo, fuck, listen, y'all, use our affiliate code, <laughs> no, we don't Bragg Nutritional Yeast Seasoning. Mm-hmm. You want to get this stuff. It's really if good you on want, popcorn. You can, listen, if you want to book a health science, if you want the same ingredients that killed Steve Jobs, 700 Health Recipes, uh-huh. Box 7, Santa Barbara, California, 93102. <laughs> they have an 800 number. It is all, it's available on all weekdays. What? I'm no. not doxing them. This no. is on their label. They want this information out there. Their number is their number is 8 800 44 So, um I just did write a little blip about Steve Jobs so we could have some context. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like people need a context. Steve, Steve Jobs Rob. was diagnosed with a rare form of pancreatic cancer in 2003. Um he was not told he was dying according to his own testimony though. Um Patricia Bragg stated that she encouraged Steve Jobs to approach his cancer with an alternative medical therapies, including a special diet. Fortune magazine would be the first media outlet to reveal that Jobs had delayed having surgery in hopes that nutrition could cure him. This is quotes from Fortune magazine. A biopsy revealed that Jobs had a rare and treatable form of cancer. If the tumor were surgically removed, Jobs' prognosis would be promising. The vast majority of those who underwent the operation survived at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yet to the horror of the tiny circle of intimate friends whom he confided, Jobs was considering not having the surgery at all. (laughs) A Buddhist and a vegetarian, the Apple CEO was was skeptical of mainstream medicine. Jobs decided to employ alternative methods to treat his pancreatic cancer, hoping to avoid an operation through a special diet. Only a rich person could afford to kill himself this way. (laughs) A course of action that hadn't been disclosed until now. 
For nine months, Steve Jobs pursued the nutrition approach. Jobs did have surgery on Saturday, July 31st of 2004 at Stanford University Medical Center in Palo Alto near his, own, not, uh, near his home nine months after diagnosis. Fucking love it. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy. It makes me so happy because I think he had like other things because he delayed. Mm -hmm. Because I remember after he died, like so many people were like, this fucking idiot Mm -hmm. listened to all basically every California scammer came running. Yeah. And to find out it was just this one lady who really wanted to fuck her father in law or maybe did. I don't know. Yeah. Allegedly. So the thing is that like I was thinking about during this and the fact that Paul Bragg died of the heart attack. Like these same things kind yes. of go together, which is that what you're saying is Patricia is a black widow. Allegedly. No, what I'm saying is that jobs was a lifelong adherer to the Bragg's plant-based organic vegetarian diet, et cetera, et cetera. And it gave him pancreatic cancer, but he still got, no, he didn't give it to him. I'm saying, no, he no, still I'm got saying it. it. I'm saying it. I'm, if ice cream, listen, fuck these people. <laughs> if ice cream can give people cancer, then whatever this fucking nutritional yeast bullshit is, mm-hmm. and it's their bad fucking labels, mm-hmm. okay? In a world where somebody can have the unmitigated gall to say that ice cream causes harm, mm-hmm. fuck you, fuck your whole family, fuck your weird sister-daughter wife you've been banging on the side, <laughs> all right? I ain't fucking dealing with these people. Okay. I still don't even know what this actual topic is about. <laughs> so... It's about apple cider vinegar. That's what it is? Okay. So Apple cider vinegar with the so, nutritional yeast. No, like that's my thought is like they both are like they are adhering to this vegetarian diet. They're doing the apple cider vinegar. Doing yeah. this, and he still got cancer. It did not prevent cancer, right? And then the other thing is, is that the special diet that Jobs went on to delay the surgery did not cure the cancer, even though they've been saying, take the grass pill, take the papaya, drink the apple cider vinegar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll make you healthier. But it didn't do it. And like when Steve Jobs died, he died being on a specific health diet and alternative men- medicine, and none of it cured him. Yeah. It's just, great. And like, I love the, it. The guy died of no, a heart attack. No, no, hold on, hold on. Still. Time out. Time yeah. out. I love it. Okay. It makes, it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I want to just be clear about that. Yeah, I know. Because, because, no, 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 especially in Steve Jobs' case, right? Steve mm-hmm. Jobs is surrounded by the smartest people. And also, like, when she was like, he made the iPhone. He didn't. Engineers mm-hmm. made the iPhone. Steve Jobs famously did not actually understand much about the technical aspect of computing. Mm-hmm. That was all fucking Wozniak and all of the different engineers and fucking smart computer scientists that he was surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, in particular, knew fucking marketing. He 100% understood marketing and he he understood how to convince all of us that Apple was different and just a little bit better than everything else. Yes, apple cider vinegar. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no. What? No, that's that's not a correlation I'm Okay. Making. Okay. But, You're holding up apple cider vinegar and it's called apple. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait. Buddy, yeah. Well, cuz I thought that was cuz of the Newton apple falling sure. through the tree thing. Sure. Maybe that's what they covered it up with. Yeah. But I mean, one of the big things that Steve Jobs did to make Apple seem different mm-hmm. was by like trying to show it in a different light than IBM. IBM is a soulless corporate. IBM is all this different stuff. However, when you go and look through Apple's branding and all their bullshit, 
IBM actually did all the things that Apple was claiming it was doing. IBM was the one that was founded in a garage. IBM was the one doing all these different patents. IBM was doing all these other different things. It's just by the 70s and 80s, IBM had become such a big company that anyone from the outside looking into it saw it as soulless. Yeah. The same way you will with all large corporations. Apple now is the biggest, one of the biggest companies in the fucking world. Yeah. Is currently, currently, at this moment, if you're listening to this on an iPhone, congratulations. Slave labor was a part of your listening experience with us. Yeah, I took a screenshot of uh, Ariana Grande's boyfriend on my iPhone. Yeah, exactly. We all know. We all know. And it's just so funny that this dude, Steve Jobs, was like, I'm different. Mm -hmm. And he ended up just being the most extreme version of all of them. And to the point when they're like, dude, you have cancer. But it's so easy. This is, of all the cancers to get, it's so rare, but we can remove it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but I'm different. Yep. Fly up a lady who wanted to fuck her her father-in-law. <laughs> like, fly her up here, all right? You're killing the allegedly button I'm, today. Listen, I'm smashing this thing. Um. So, yeah, Braggs and Paul. Well, like, so, obviously, Patricia's taken over the company. She and Paul had done books together, like, because they're always writing these books that they're selling in the back of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new one every year. About okay. is it the drinking water? Is it the air you breathe? Is it green beans? Is it grass? Like there's always a new solution to a problem that you didn't know you had. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're coming up with one all the time. Yeah. So meanwhile, the sky's literally on fire yeah. and we're all choking to death. <laughs> and she's like, Bob, have you thought about eating more mango? Yeah. I couldn't possibly eat more mango. I know. Um, so she co-authored a lot of books, and before he passed away, they I- were like I wouldn't, I'm going to use the word and I mean it. They were evangelizing their health food claims worldwide. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, so, like, they're yeah. on TV, they're at their stores, they're writing the books. It's fully that. Oh, wait. Worldwide. The, the way the two of them are doing it. Mm-hmm. Before so, he passed away. Okay. They're doing TV. They're doing, they started doing TV and stuff, promoting it. Very like, a, what's his name? On oh, the Christian channel. Oh, like Pat Robertson. Very Pat Robertson about yeah. health. And like Tammy Faye yeah. and, and, and Jim Baker. And then when Paul was no longer around, she continued that. Yeah. Okay. In the in the, in the the blessed spirit of my, my beloved father, Paul. <laughs> so. I called him daddy. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> now, a press release on the Bragg website states that Patricia received her PhD in health science in 1973 and a doctor of naturopathy degree in 1974 from Bernadine University in Nevada. Bernadine University in Nevada is known to be a diploma mill. Yep. A woman named Virginia Aronson, a registered dietitian, exposed Bernadine University as a diploma mill in her investigations, citing that a little with a little money, a few hours, and deliberately wrong answers to a final exam questions, anyone can yield a degree. Listen. There is again no record of Patricia earning her PhD. Listen, which is I listed knew was, on the bottles. I knew it was a diploma mill the second you told me that she had a doctorate in naturopathy. Mm-hmm. We were done there. Yeah, there's no, there is no such fuck. What do they? What? Do they, how? Do you, what? How's your final exam go? Will you walk you into the woods? <laughs> And we just start ripping bark off trees until you cure Steve Jobs' cancer? No, they just like it, go to chiropractor school or something. Uh, I don't know. It, so here's the thing. You know I always check. I always want to know. I want to know who these big companies are using their tax write-offs for. Okay. So Bragg's Live Food has donated most of their money. Because you know everybody's got a f- charity set up. They're yeah, always yeah, yeah. donating some money for a tax write-off. Yeah, we're going to set one up soon. Yeah, for sure. 
and but not the same as them because they have focused all of their efforts on conservative groups specifically focus on the family motherfucking dobson uh-huh james fucking dobson this motherfucker james dobson killed steve jobs okay mm-hmm okay you all right no i'm all right you all right it's the apple cider vinegar episode so here's the thing patricia decides she's getting a little older she wants to maybe retire a little bit but not so much that she's going to sell her company she's going to sell brags to who great question enter into our story pop singer Katy perry shut the fuck up shut the fuck Katy perry where the fuck what fucking turns the twists so wait what fucking Katie what wait we're talking about I kissed a girl Katy Perry yeah we're talking about I kissed we're talking about Roar Katy Perry we're talking about that fucked up shark at the the left shark left shark left shark Perry we're talking about my one buddy when the DNC was in Philadelphia and Katy Perry was singing for Hillary Clinton he had to complain because that the Secret Service had to close the lobby down because Katy Perry didn't want to go to her go to her hotel room to do cocaine because fucking Russell Brand was leaving her that Katy Perry allegedly allegedly cocaine allegedly um, yeah, that Katy Perry. Wait, is she, did she buy Bragg because Russell Brand's super into all of this shit? And so she wanted to get back at Russell Brand? Let me just, I'm because, gonna... because was Bragg like a sponsor of Russell Brand's podcast and that's why he had to go to a conservative shit? How the fuck did Katy Perry end up here? How get, you need to start talking. I can't talk. You keep yelling. We, we fucking murdered Steve Jobs. <laughs> We started in 1881. <laughs> How the fuck did we get here? All right, go, go. Okay. I'm- so this Katy Perry and Patricia Bragg went to the same church in Santa Barbara, California. Shut the fuck up! No. Hmm. Okay. Katy Perry has been taking daily doses of apple cider vinegar. Why? Since she was a child to oh soothe her vocal cords. Oh my god. Katy Perry remains a true believer in the power of apple cider vinegar. Katy Katy Perry and her well, her now husband, uh fiance Orlando Bloom bonded over their love of apple cider vinegar. Legolas? <laughs> Legolas? Talking about Legolas from fucking Lord of the Rings is now here. What have you done to me, woman? So apparently on their first date, they both showed up to their first date with reusable water bottles with water laced with apple cider vinegar. Who the fuck brings a water bottle to a date? And they both started talking about how much they loved apple cider vinegar so much. It's one of the first things that bonded them. That is not a fucking... No. Mm-hmm. No, I refuse. Mm-hmm. I refuse. You're a bad person. So, let's see. Patricia. Legolas. <laughs> this is fucking, this is the elf from Lord of the Rings is walking around with a fucking a reusable bottle. We know they throw them out every time they're done using them. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to just read a little quote. I got to try this shit now. But no, Patricia Bragg, the 90-year-old matriarch and 65-year CEO behind the well-known Bragg apple cider vinegar brand bought Katy Perry her very first guitar. 
Little did Patricia know that many years later, Katie would go on to have a successful music and media career and that singer-songwriter would pay it back by becoming the main investor in the Bragg Live food brand. Katie, real name last, real last name Hudson, and the Bragg family grew up going to the same church together in Santa Barbara. They have been family friends for years. Wait, um, wait, wait, stop. Mm-hmm. Rewind. Okay. You mean to tell me uh-huh. that this that this father-in-law oh, fucker <laughs> bought Katy Perry her first fucking guitar? <laughs> yep. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm not gonna. Katy Perry's <laughs> whole fucking career is based around a man who hated ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The woman who wrote that California Girls song with the remix with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, where she where wore, she had ice cream tits. I was gonna say she had ice cream tits. She had ice cream with little tits. cherry nipples. Yeah. Yep. That. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Katie's parents, or especially, I think her father specifically, I need to walk away. Was a pastor at the church that Patricia went to. Like I knew that part. I did know that Katy Perry's family was evangelical, which is why it was weird that they wrote the "I Kissed a Girl" song because, mm-hmm. in reality, it was definitely like a cash grab. And they were like, "Listen, if you just do this song about like a little lesbian panic, mm-hmm. it's going to sell really, really well." And mm-hmm. she was like, "But I'm a Christian singer," and they're like, "Just fucking." Just shut the fuck up and sing the song. Shut up and dance the song. Yeah, dan- dance to the fucking song. And she did. And then she tried to pivot a little bit back towards the Christian side oh, of no. things. And then they were like, nah, you have the devil. So then she leaned in more into the weird, you know, big fake titty deal. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. But the fact that all of this is tied into. So Katie's mom, Mary, became a devoted Bragg's diet person. So during the time of growing up, Katie's mom became obsessed with all of the readings and the books and all this stuff with the health stuff. So she gave Katie Perry, since she was very, very little glasses of apple cider vinegar every single morning to help maintain her healthy vocal cords and digestion. The two families hit it off and have been closely connected over the years. So I did look it up and her father is a Pentecostal evangelical preacher. Yeah, I knew that. Um, and when I did Google him, the very first thing that came up is that his church is currently under scrutiny because he raised over $185,000 for the church's ch- uh, charity, which he then spent on multiple trips, hotel rooms, and luxury items. He spent $178,000, leaving only $7,000 for the actual charity. Woo! And his daughter is Katy Perry, so mm-hmm. he doesn't need to do any of this. Yeah. Because his daughter, again, is Katy Perry mm-hmm. of American Idol fame, mm-hmm. of Super Bowl fame. Yep. Super Pepsi, Super Bowl, halftime show fame. Yep. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. A heavy investor in a company that definitely pays dividends. Mm-hmm. Bragg Live Foods. Yeah, she, I think her and Orlando actually own the biggest share in Bragg's at this point. Stop bringing Orlando Bloom into this. <laughs> From Pirates of the Caribbean? Yep. Where's Johnny Depp? Is he showing up now? No. This okay. is actually the last sentence. I, that's it. That's everything. That's all I got. Are you sure? Yeah. There's no more twists. Nope. That There's was no it. no more turns. I got nothing. All right. I'm getting a bottle of water. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to shot of this. I don't think you should. Why? Is it bad? I don't remember the last time. I, I haven't used it since the fall of last, last year. Give me the thing. Give yeah. Me, give me it. Hold on. There's a thing right here. Best if used by January 27th, 2027. All right. Do you think? I just know I haven't opened it because I only usually use it 
in the fall when I'm baking like breads or uh, making oh, walnut is... salads. Oh fuck! I yeah. just smelled he it. Sniffed it. That smells. I think that's fermented, babe. Well, it is fermented. It's vinegar. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. I don't know how that works. That smells like when you liquor. ferment apples, they become wine, uh-huh. and then after that, they f- keep fermenting and become vinegar. This smells like liquor. Yep, it might have gone back the other way. That's what I'm saying. Like this smells. <laughs> also, I had a fun little foray into Johnny Appleseed. T- stick a take a whiff. I'm take a whiff. That smells strong. Oh, that's usually what it smells like. Really? Yeah. This is what Katy Perry's doing every day. Every day. Every day she's taking a swig of this. Well, no, they dilute it in water. You can't drink it as it is. It'll burn your esophagus because it's vinegar. Don't. He That's what I'm it. saying. I'll go get a bottle of water. No, I don't think it's a good idea. What? I just do a little dippy in there thing. I feel like it's a really bad plan. I think I'm I trying feel... to save you from yourself. All right. Um, but yeah, I've read a whole I read the whole truth about Johnny Appleseed and how like his the lore of Johnny Appleseed became popular, and it was mostly that like the guy who is Johnny Appleseed, he was like planting apple trees everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was because he was from this like very specific christian religion that believed that the way that we do agriculture now is against the ways of god mm-hmm. and that you had to just like live plant seeds so he just started live planting apple seeds but the thing is is that every time you uh, apple tree grows from a seed it changes so like you could have like five seeds from the same apple yeah. but every time one grows the apples themselves on that tree will taste different they'll be like really sour or really sweet or really bitter there's no consistency yeah and so what happened was because of johnny apple seed there's like this whole part of the United States that has all these different types of apple trees, but they're not like delicious apples. They're kind of a little sour, a little bitter, but they're really good for making booze with. And so where we got apple mash. Yeah, apple yeah. mash. So Johnny Appleseed's lure is really all about how he spread the ability to, for people to make more apple liquors. Yeah, yeah. In, through America. And like, it was just, that was very interesting while I was in this weird deep dive. Again, that started with, I read an article that was like Katy Perry owns Bragg's apple cider and people were getting mad because they said that the apple cider didn't taste like it used to. Now, the company has come out and said they have not changed anything about the recipe or how they do it. No, I know what happened. What? COVID. Yeah. That's 100%. That's COVID. Yeah. Because their people aren't getting fucking vaccinated. Yeah. So they all have COVID and they lost their fucking taste buds. There it is. And so they can't fucking taste like it tastes different. It tastes it's like different. you have fucking COVID. You have COVID, my dude. It's the same thing with the Yankee Candle thing yeah. from a few years ago. Every time the Yankee Candle would get a ton more over the last three years, if you saw them getting more one star reviews, it meant COVID rates were rising in America. Yep. Because people were, were complaining that they couldn't smell the fucking Yankee Candles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you, your first thing, you live somewhere in the South or Midwest where you believe that a Yankee Candle is the same as cleaning. And then. <laughs> Roasted. Yeah, well. Roasted. Listen, my family, when I would go visit my distant family in North Carolina, they had their houses were covered in Yankee candles. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is when they didn't burn them, and I'd go there on like a hot day, yeah. the house smelled like fucking pea soup. Ew. They had that weird like underlying stink. Yeah. And they would just covered it with candles. So yeah, anyway, I saw that people were complaining on the internet that Katy Perry owned apple cider vinegar. No, but they were they're complaining they had COVID and, and they wanted to blame Katy Perry. And then I was like, yo, what how the fuck does Katy Perry own the Nooch company? And then I just started reversing backwards and I got into this weird hole and then I just I just read to you the the, the notes from the hole that I went into. And to think the postmaster general could have stopped Katy Perry all those years ago. <laughs> If if the postmaster general had the power, mm-hmm. we would we would still have jobs. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> we'd still have cash. Yep, 
And we'd still have hope. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know about that one. Babe. Yeah. No, I know. This is incredible. Yeah. Incredible research. Thank you. <laughs> I just. <laughs> yep. So wow. let's, let's go make dinner. I'll make us uh, some apple cider vinegar salad dressing. All right. With that, is there anything else you'd like to add to the I episode? I don't think there's anything else I could say. I don't think. We're glad to be back. My brain. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast and being a patron and leaving good reviews on uh, the different podcast apps. We're super excited to be back. And uh, the next episode uh, will be on my topic that was voted on a while ago, and we have to put up a new poll for you. Oh, yep. We'll get one up for you soon. Uh, mine will be on the uh, cult that may or may not be behind Sleepy Time Tea. Ooh. So we're getting into the real we're foodie the area. food research. Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody loves some food. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Just like the way Patricia Blagg loved Paul C. Bragg. <laughs> Biblically. Allegedly. Okay. All right, and that's our show. Have yourself a good one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.